0: If you want daily Elon Musk news and updates, please take a second and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're on right now, because we bring it to you every single day. Thank you so much. Now, let's get into some Elon news here at the Elon Musk podcast. Twitter has begun applying for regulatory licenses across the United States, and it's designing the software required to introduce payments across the social media platform. this is because Elon Musk is searching for new revenue streams to turn around the business. Esther Crawford, who's a Lieutenant to Musk inside of Twitter, has started to map out the architecture and the software needed to facilitate payments on the platform with a small team. Now these moves to allow payments through the site are a critical part of Musk's plan to open up a fresh new revenue stream. And that's because Twitter's $5 billion a year advertising business has cratered since Elon Musk bought the platform for $44 billion in October. And marketers cited concerns over management and content moderation for the reason why they pulled most of their ads at the end of 2022. Elon Musk has said that he wants to take Twitter in a new direction. He wants to offer fintech services such as peer-to-peer transactions, savings accounts, and debit cards. And this is all a master plan for the future to make it an everything app that incorporates messaging, payments, and commerce. And in 1999, Elon Musk is no stranger to this. He founded X.com, one of the first online banks, which later became part of PayPal. You may have heard of them. And currently, the team is moving forward with a plan to build a vault for storing and protecting user data that would be collected during the process of this fintech system. And that's what two people with knowledge of the team's efforts said. Now, Twitter also pushing forward with regulatory checks needed before launching a payment service. in states of the United States. So they already registered with the U.S. Treasury as a payments processor, according to a regulatory filing. It had now begun to apply for some of the state licenses in order to launch. And according to some sources, the remainder will be filed shortly and hope that the U.S. licensing process will be completed within this year. Now, the company would seek to expand, gaining regulatory approvals all over the world internationally in the future. Now, Twitter has set up a subsidiary, Twitter Payments LLC in August last year, before Musk took over the company. Now, Musk recently appointed Crawford, Twitter's director of product management, as the chief executive of Twitter payments. But delivering Musk's vision will require taking on new technological challenges, significant compliance burdens, and winning consumer trust. It's also likely to be very, very costly. And late last year, Musk approached Twitter's equity investors in an attempt to raise more capital, indicating that some of the money would be used to fund a hiring spree of programmers to build a super app that could process payments. Now, before Musk took over, Twitter has been exploring and testing payment features around tipping creators and also e-commerce, but Musk's vision is much broader. It includes exploring more ways for users to reward creators directly, for users to buy items directly through the platform, and for users to pay one another. Now, the going back to the creators thing, it could be something like YouTube, according to one source, where you can do super chats or super stickers, or you can give the creator a tip and this may be ported over to Twitter's new fintech platform the everything platform in the future and people like Mr Beast the most popular youtuber has wanted this for a long time and has petitioned Elon Musk for this in the future and said he'd port over some of his content to Twitter if he could make money on the platform. And Elon Musk said he wants to be a little bit different than YouTube and he wants this system to be fiat first and foremost. You pay with your regular bank account, but built for future proofing against crypto functionality, which could be potentially added at a later point. Now in an early pitch deck to investors in the acquisition deal in May. Seen by the Financial Times, Musk said he aimed for Twitter to bring in about $1.3 billion in payments by 2028. Now, this pitch deck was first reported by the New York Times. And data from Payments Markets data group FXC Intelligence shows hundreds of thousands of Twitter users share links to third-party payment options either in their tweets or on their account. So is already a platform on which payments happen, but if Twitter can take care of those payments, they would make the bulk of that money. And then other payment experts have questions whether Twitter can achieve a competitive scale, particularly in the US. There's things like Zelle, Cash App, and Venmo already in place. Could they take over some of that market share? And Twitter already has a user base, so transferring those people to something like Venmo cash app Brazil offsite is a no brainer for Twitter. They need to keep that on site and make the money for themselves. Twitter will also face high levels of regulatory scrutiny. The move into payments comes after Musk has called more than half of the employees of Twitter, which raised fears that it's compliance staffing just isn't there anymore. It's insufficient and businesses involved in money transfers and currency exchange or cashing checks are required to alert unusual activity to authorities. There's been talks of Twitter partnering with Stripe for such things, and as a part of monitoring for fraud and suspicion transactions, user accounts have to be directly linked to a user's identity. So payment experts and senior equity analysts of research company Moffitt Nathanson said that people would have to Add their social security number and some sort of identity in the future so many tech companies experiment and then they just give up on this idea they find it to be too burdensome and it's a long-term risk and a huge investment for them and if they don't work it properly they can have huge fines and they need to have compliant infrastructure and costly licenses in the future too so They have a lot of hurdles to overcome for the fintech part of Twitter. So this is a long play for Twitter. This is for the everything app of Twitter. This isn't just for tipping creators. This is for the next cash app or the next Venmo or the next Zelle to be put in place by Elon Musk and make billions of dollars per year in profit for the platform. A real quick update about the SpaceX Starship potential 33 engine raptor two static fire that could possibly happen monday tuesday wednesday of this week well in the last podcast i said it could possibly happen tuesday or wednesday well the closure has been canceled for road highway number four which is the road that goes right next to starbase texas so tuesday and wednesday the road closure has been canceled the beach is open monday tuesday and wednesday no testing at starbase texas now possibly there's a new primary date that's happening friday february 3rd between 8 a.m and 4 p.m there's a possible closure and they cut that off at 4 o'clock p.m because they have a deal with cameron county the county that starbase is in saying that spacex won't test past four o'clock at night on Fridays, because they want the beach open for the public to use that property. Now, Monday 6, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And Tuesday, February seventh, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. There's also a possible closure. Those are the alternative dates to the primary date of Friday, February 3rd. But something very exciting happened the last few days. Remember Ship 24? I'm not sure if you heard the last podcast, but Ship 24, S24, is the ship, the starship, that's going to be on top of Booster 7 when they do the orbital flight test. Now, every single starship that's been produced so far has had lift points at the top of the nose of the ship. And these lift points are used by a crane to move the ship around from point A to point B, put it on a transporter, etc., And while they use it in the high bay and do production and they do repairs to it, they use these lift points to shimmy it around and move it to the proper positions. Those have been removed from Ship 24's nose cone. And there are new tiles that have been added to the lifting points of Ship 24. Now this is a big deal because now they can't lift Ship 24 with the crane anymore. Also these tiles in place show that SpaceX is indeed ready to launch ship 24 for the orbital flight test in the near future. There's a possibility that we could see that in the next month, maybe two months, but we could also be waiting on the FAA for a while to do the FAA inspection of the site and also of the rocket. SpaceX works very closely with the FAA, so I'm assuming they're in complete communication at all times, and they will be transmitting data to the FAA as they see fit. So a huge news, Ship 24's nose cone has been tiled, which is the next step for Ship 24 before the 33 engine static fire at Starbase, which could possibly happen Friday, Monday, or Tuesday. And once the static fire is complete, they'll move ship 24 down to starbase and stack it back up on top of the booster so exciting stuff happening from starship camp down there at starbase texas highway four right on the coast on boca chica beach gonna be amazing in the next few months what's gonna be happening down there now remember that this is the test vehicle and the test vehicles sometimes don't go well in their flights. So if they make it past the launch tower, past the orbital flight pad, it's going to be a great day. That's what Elon Musk has said. And if they make it to the Gulf of Mexico, which is literally about a mile out from where they're launching from, there's a possibility that they go even further. The the booster is going to land in the Gulf of Mexico. It's going to be a They're going to trash the thing. Basically, they're going to try to do a landing of this booster booster seven in the Gulf of Mexico, a hover landing. It's going to reignite three Raptor engines to coast it back into the Gulf of Mexico. And then the ship ship 24 is going to go all the way to about Hawaii, about South of Hawaii near Kauai. And it's going to do an orbital flight test all the way there. And hopefully we'll get a hover of ship 24 when it gets to Kauai. It's going to be an amazing sight, but it's going to be again, It's a test vehicle so they don't need to recover it so they're basically trashing it in the ocean in the pacific ocean and that's a it's a shame that they get have to get rid of this but also they're going to gather so much data from this flight that they're already on to ship 25 they're already on to the next booster they've already moved on from these two this is a test to see if all the everything works if the ground systems work if the ship works, if the booster works, if all the telemetry data comes back the way that they want it to come back, that's exactly what this is for. This isn't to recover these ships and put them in a, in a museum someplace. This is basically the first iteration of something that they're going to build hundreds of. Think of it as a assembly line for a vehicle, for a car, right? You have to have those test dummy cars, the ones that you see the test dummies in and they cra- like the crash cars. That's kind of what this is at this point. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like the right thing to do, but it also seems like the perfectly right thing to do at this point, because they need to have this ship ready to go and ready to fly. And when they fly it and when they land it, they get all that data, they're going to put it all together and they're going to make the next flight even better. So coming up in the next month, maybe two months, we're going to see something absolutely astonishing. And I cannot wait for that. I want to take a second and say, thank you for everybody who's listening to the show right now. If you could take a second and hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you're on right now, it would help out the show tremendously. Also, if you're really invested in Elon Musk, please take a second and go to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash stage zero and help us out equipment costs, producing and hosting costs. It's, you know, it it adds up over time and your help would be greatly appreciated. Any sort of donation our way would be very helpful. So thank you so much. We're adding some podcast episodes without ads on there. And that's what's going to be our first offering for you. Thank you so much. We're just getting that started. So please bear with me while I, while I add all of this stuff. Okay. That's it for today. I appreciate you stopping by today and I'll see you in the next one. Take care.